Good morning, Cherub. Good morning, Heather. Hello and welcome to the Cherub Chats podcast. I'm your host, Garden Angel and Big Sis, Heather Michelle. And yeah, wait, why did I just like... (laughs) And this is episode number 16. And today, in honor of Halloween being tomorrow and spooky season and all things frightening, I figured I would talk about my dating horror stories. These three haunt me like they make me cringe they make me crawl into my skin because the fact that I a strong bright beautiful woman can let these things happen is kind of out of this world right but I figured I would share them with you guys despite my embarrassment because I want you guys to learn from my mistakes okay and not be a stupid girl like I was mind you this was like in my early 20s obviously before I met my husband so we still had some development to do up here in my noggin but before we get started don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast it really helps this community out and helps more cherubs find this podcast and as always at the end of this episode we're going to be answering a couple questions that our cherubs had for us advice for social anxiety or being shy around new people the guys who show interest in person and then online be dry i don't know if this is a thing but how to talk your partner up to dress up having completely different styles, and being the backup friend, but don't know how to stop, scared of being more lonely. We will get to those at the end. Um, But yeah, how was your guys' Halloween weekend? Did you go to any parties? Did you dress up? I did neither, and I loved it. I feel so rejuvenated, and I'm not gonna lie, I had a little bit of FOMO, like watching people go out and have fun. Sometimes maturity is realizing that you need a weekend in to read you want to know what i did this weekend i didn't dress up i didn't drink i didn't go out i had ramen i cleaned the house up down all around and then i spent an entirety of like 12 hours on the couch reading a book Um, i finished the court of thorns in one day and it was truly wonderful. I'm on the second one already. So because I didn't really live out like a Halloween weekend, I figured I would share some spooky, ooky, ooky dating stories. And these are my personal dating stories that I still to this day like keep me up at night. They give me nightmares. I'm horrified. And if I could talk to my younger self, it would be wake the fuck up, girl. We are not standing for this. But anyways the first story let me lean back let me get really comfortable so the first story we're gonna call he's not really that into you as the story suggests as the title suggests um this is about when a guy's not really that into you but you're too dumb to see and i'm gonna teach you guys the red flags first off to me to me personally if someone's not responding in a timely manner to a text message bafuera off with her head goodbye good riddance don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you okay if you're not replying to my text in a timely manner and we're like on a romantic level you don't care about me and i sure as hell don't need to care about you period and that's like the first red flag about this guy so let me tell you about this guy obviously met him through like tinder or something and he was he was kind of short but like 
short dark handsome um strong muscular build he had a good head on his shoulders went to school had like a family business he was going to be an heir and guess what i was going to be an heiress or at least i thought i was like okay okay he seemed like a really responsible young man um but that was just the problem he was a young boy not a young man and we would like snapchat and we would text but for some reason he wouldn't text me back like all day but he would snapchat me just like random face pics and i'm like oh my god fucking local over here just like sending me cute little selfies no bitch that is a mass snapchat he's sending to all the fucking hoes he has lined up and he's just seeing who bites and when you respond with the snapchat did he even respond to something you said? No, it's probably another generic face picture or whatever that he's sending to all his hoes. And I was like, oh, it's okay that he's not texting me back because he's Snapchatting me. It's fine. No girl. No girl. Because when he's Snapchatting you, it's not for you. It's for the hoes. And anyways, we ended up going on a date. This sir lived in fucking Canada. That's my big first red flag. Sir, why do you live in Diamond Bar? Um, sir, I don't think anyone lives there. Let's look it up right now because literally looks like the most barren, disgusting place. Just kidding. If you live in Diamond Bar, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh my God. Homeboy. No, literally he almost lives in Canada. It's between no not even between LA and Ontario um that's just almost Arizona so our first date we meet somewhere in the middle I think we met closer to him which red flag number two homeboy should be coming to you on the first date and I will say like I used to not really let people pick me up from my house on first dates or on any dates really because one my mom didn't know I was going out on dates two I have always been a little crime junkie and I knew like I don't want everyone to know where I live one two I want to be able to get myself from point a to point b by myself I'm not being trapped in a car coerced into doing things no ma'am Mm-mm. I'm not gonna let you have that chance so we met up for the first date it went fine it went well um I can't remember exactly but I must have been like not that bored with him because I gave him another chance we kept talking right and mind you I would give people just one date like I was a serial first dater and that's it we start talking about the second date and he's like um okay why don't you come to diamond bar this day at this time y yo de tonta me being so dumb why why literally boys are not a fucking hot commodity there's a dime a dozen literally you could go to the local bus stop the home depot the fucking like the tool store i don't know where boys congregate i don't know but you could literally find five at one time you don't need to be doing anything you don't want to do for a boy why stupid god i okay that was my mistake when he said meet me at my hood in canada I was like, okay. And so I voy de tonta. I'm working late. I get off and I go meet, I go drive to this fucking far ass town. I'm mad. I'm mad because I drove out all the way. I think it took me an hour. And if I'm exaggerating, so what? It took me an hour to get out there. 
and I'm messaging him like hey I'm almost there like where should we meet why does it take him 20 minutes to respond to me and he's like oh we never set we never set a date I just said we should I'm like embarrassed I was petrified mortified horrified at the fact that I had driven an hour to see this short man yeah mm -hmm, you were short what was he he was probably like if I'm 5'2 he might he might have been 5'5 he was buff and cute though but he was 5'5 a 5'5 man I drove an hour to see and he comes back saying oh no 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 like babes no we weren't gonna meet okay <laughs> okay so he replied and he was like uh yeah but we can meet up another time the fact that he didn't automatically drop whatever he was doing again i don't care if you're a neurosurgeon we're rescheduling the surgery i have a girl who drove an hour to see me here right now and we're wasting time um the fact that he didn't drop everything he was doing to go hang out with me after i'd driven all that way criminal that itself i should have never given him another chance but guess what i do i gave him another chance dumb heather i'm sorry what doesn't kill you makes you stronger because um now i know now i know better i'm also married so i'm a wise old woman but that second date that second date and the second chance that i had given him um, guess what this guy does after that mortifying instance? He makes me drive back out. He makes me drive back out to the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Like, I'm pretty sure Ontario is where, like, people bury bodies. Like, if you commit a crime in California, you go out to the desert and you bury a body in Ontario. Why did I meet this guy out there? I, I just can't fathom. And the fact that this man wasn't groveling at my feet, asking for forgiveness after that misunderstanding, <sighs> no. He makes me drive back out there. And not just by myself. This wasn't just a regular second date. This was a triple date. Yeah. <laughs> can, can someone, like, go back in time and literally knock on heather's head and be like hello is anyone home do you realize the idiot that you are being in my head i was like oh my god he wants to meet my friend like he's so serious he wants to meet them get to know them no bitch he wants to hook his homies up with someone and also at the same time like get you out of his fucking hair um so we drive out we we have a triple date we go bowling um Tell me why he was more interested in my friend. I think he got her number on our triple D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh my God, they're going to be homies. Because I think my friend lived closer to him than I did. And I'm like, oh my God, he's like, he loves me. Like, he's just trying to be close to my friends. He's really trying to make it work. No. And then his other two friends all liked one other friend. Um... And then I was bowling pretty much by myself. I think I was like switching off with my friends and I barely talked to this guy. Um, not to mention 
the biggest ick is seeing guys in bowling shoes there's nothing hot or sexy about that in fact that itself could be a horror movie men bowling bowling shoes are hideous i hate myself in them but like with a cute skirt and some like scrunchy little socks i can make it work boys in bowling shoes you look like a fucking clown take those shits off right now like i think we just stopped slowly over time talking and i was just really disheartened by that and those should be signs to you if somebody does any of the above he's not that fucking into you and don't you worry girl because there are a million and two other men out there when where there's one there's a million they're just like fucking rats they're like cockroaches and unfortunately try as you might you cannot destroy them please girls if you listen to this podcast and you learn any lesson it's don't drive to a man have him come to you take your own car for safety reasons um if someone's not texting you immediately well okay give them like 12 hours i think 12 hours is enough time okay you wake up you check your phone you go to bed you check your phone that's enough time for a normal person even if they're busy to reply to you and yeah and even if it takes 12 hours for someone to respond to you they're not a they're not with with the shits like that they don't really like you if someone's really about you and if you're like their number one pick it's gonna take maybe four hours even if they're busy and again if they're busy and they really fucking like you and they love you they're gonna sneak off to the bathroom once every 30 minutes once every hour to respond and that's that on that period um also red flag number three maybe if they get your friend's number dump them both throw both away and trust me i it took me some years but i did throw both away uh second dating horror story oh my god this one was scary this one was really scary first off i'm not gonna give this one a title because the plot twists are gonna plot twist so first off again another one that i met online and the what business did i have at 20 years old being an online dater online dating gives me like 50 year old divorce say maybe potentially a widower you know like that's (laughs) that's what online dating gives me like you are out of the races you can no longer function in person and you need to then resort to online dating um this was also tinder or something or like bumble and this guy looked gorgeous in pictures beautiful smile tan skin taller than five five god taller than five five educated went to the local school i think it was uci i for some reason for a girl who didn't go to college i sure did like the educated boys okay and that was my problem they think they're better than you i texted a little bit and i was like okay let's go to coffee coffee's very non-committal as you guys know if you listen to my first tinderella episode i would always go to coffee because one i could pay for myself and then they wouldn't expect anything and two, it was quick. If I didn't fuck with them, you chug your coffee and you get the fuck out of there and you hightail it and you like build a new identity. Go to Cuba. Wait, fake my death. Go to Cuba. That's the only option. Yeah. Or if it did go well, you could order another coffee. You could take it to dessert. You know, all, all the options. So we go, we meet. 
at a coffee shop. Unfortunately, I would bring them all to my favorite coffee shop, Kona. I think it was in Lake Forest, um, where I would study and such, which is unfortunate because I did end up seeing other people like that I had brought there while studying or like while working at a coffee shop. So that was embarrassing. And like tip number one, don't eat where you shit. Don't bring the boys out where you like to hang out, okay? Because unfortunately, you might run into them again. So we meet at the coffee shop. And I'm like, okay, we're going to meet. We sit down. He smiles. Mouthful of braces. <gasps> Mouthful of braces. Sir, you had a beautiful smile in the pictures. What happened? And I am shallow. And love is not blind. Because I will fucking dump your ass if you don't look like what the pictures look like and I think that's everyone's right like it is your right to be as shallow as you'd like to be to set the parameters in my opinion as as long as you're not being like racist or like fat phobic or ableist I think it's your right like I liked the picture and now show me the picture like give me the same result so instantly I knew like no I'm sorry I am not kissing a brace face and like no offense there's people out there that can pull it off it can look super high fashion Benulu slayed the braces era she slayed it but I also wasn't about to kiss her in the mouth you know what I'm saying like no I'm not gonna do that personally no mouthful of braces I thought the date went horrible to be honest I probably had a stink face on my face the entire time we walk out We walk out and homeboy has a fucking ultimatum for me. He's like, so do you want to go on a second date or not? Because like, I'm really not trying to fool around. Like, I'm really trying to get serious. And I'm like, excuse me? Um, I was like, I wasn't about to reject him in person. I'm not going to lie because I was like, the way he's confronting me right now is giving me like, he's got a shank in his pocket and he's about to stab me. So I was like, yeah, totally. Like, we'll hang out second date. Sure. I give him a hug because again I am not kissing a mouthful of race face like no (laughs) no I get in the car and I forgot to mention that my friends had followed me to this coffee shop and they were at the coffee shop too just to make sure I was okay I don't know maybe they got weird feelings about this but also this was our favorite coffee shop so they would go there to study anyways and I think maybe it was one of those situations so I get in the car and we're debriefing and I tell them how terrible it went he messages me instantly and he texts me and he was like, oh, I had a great time. My friend who, mind you, got my other date's number, um, she starts looking online, FBI agent Ting, okay, and she finds this man's Facebook. This man is goddamn nearly engaged, okay? Every photo is like a prom pose with his girlfriend um, who also goes to school with him. And I'm just mortified, like, one, the audacity of this man, ugly as he is, going out there trying to find another woman, another woman, whilst your current one is, like, plastered all over your social media, which, that was my bad. It wasn't on his Instagram. It was only on his Facebook. And, like, at the time, I think Tinder had, like, Instagram linked or whatever. Anyways. I was horrified. I was like, oh my God, I just went on a date with a guy who has a girlfriend. And then I replied, I was like, yeah, me too. Maybe next time your girlfriend can come along. 
and he literally ghosted me, blocked me, um, and never saw him again. <laughs> that was truly scary. I will say, like, not as many red flags because it all happened all at once, but red flag number one, like, if the picture doesn't match the person, it is your right to be like, okay, um, it was nice seeing you for two seconds. I gotta go emergency meeting in my car. <laughs> it's okay. Like, here's the thing is like, no offense, but men, hmm, men have caused enough atrocities in this world that like, it's okay to be rude to them. It's okay to be like, mm -hmm, no, you're ugly. Sorry. Bye. No, I am not. No, no, no. Because if given the chance, they would do the same to us. Even though they shouldn't, they would. And I'm an equal opportunity girl. Okay? So, listen. I am, I am going to be rude to a man. I don't fucking care. I don't care. So, I should have just, like, left right then and there. Um, second red flag is on my behalf. Is I'm not really good at this whole, like, FBI thing. I probably should have looked into this person. Thank goodness my friend was good at that. I mean, regardless, I was gonna not ever talk to him again but I'm glad I had that little zinger in the back of my pocket because that really let him stay away um that was just scary honestly I don't know how you can learn from that maybe like do your research on all your dates before you meet them maybe snapchat facetime make sure everything checks out for your safety honestly but also for your vanity okay and the third horror story. This one really still gets me to this day. Like, how could I be this fucking stupid? Here's the thing about dating online. It's like, why can't you find someone in person? Oh, because you're crazy. Got it. Got it. No, me too. Me too. But weird. Weird that you can't do it. Anyways, so I met this guy. And we met um, in Huntington, like at that little pier boulevard thing. The boardwalk whatever and he tells me a couple days before our date um it's my birthday so me being like a funny quirky girl because I have nothing to lose personally at this point I think I started getting like my well I'm not even gonna say that because this story exists which proves I didn't start getting my wits about myself but um I feel like I maybe started getting more confident and so I would be a little bit bolder because I was like what are they gonna do reject me okay well let me go cry in a corner like I really didn't care at this point so I was like let me be funny haha -ha, and get him like one of those birthday crowns a sash and like a tiara and so I made this man parade around Huntington Beach whilst people were partying and bar hopping I made him walk around in a tiara and I had a laugh I had a great laugh and I made everyone obnoxiously sing to him it was great it was actually very entertaining I thought you know what even if this is this man is a throwaway man I will have this memory it's funny haha <laughs> okay he apparently was enamored by me which like obviously look at me I'm fucking stunning I'm gorgeous and I'm charismatic what um obsessed with me basically started love bombing me which I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know what love bombing was but me being delusional I'm like of course no because of course you love me like duh one I'm cute two I'm stunning three I'm amazing like two plus two equals duh you know so it, it didn't really quite work necessarily because I was like yeah as you should 
as you fucking should. I wasn't really like enamored by the fact that he was enamored by me, but he started saying like all this weird shit and spoiler alert, he was a fucking pathological liar, obviously. If someone's capable of love bombing you, just know that there's got to be another personality disorder lurking in the dark. And his, I think, was pathological lying because he would tell me so many random things, like some really sad things that I think were meant to like trauma bond me to him, um, like abuse and his parents like were divorcing and they were far away. So he lived with his friend, um, but he was a fucking loser and he like all he did was smoke it up super lazy super like why the fuck did i stay yeah okay let's hang out again i don't know i think i really wanted to fix him because i was like okay this guy has a lot of potential i think um and also i was being very shallow because he looked like one of my favorite artists um kevin garrett which like kevin garrett himself isn't that cute so <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, guys. I've grown, okay? Character development has developed me a little bit. Um, I don't know what I saw in this guy. I really don't. I was like, this is a project, a little pet project. We go on another date and he tells me another sob story. Oh, basically, I can't get a better job because I don't know where my high school diploma is. And I was like, why don't you fucking look for it? Or like go to the school and like get the records. I was just like, just fucking fix it. I don't know. Long story short, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Oh, also... I was, I, I was about to say 30 year old virgin, but I was, I was a, a, wee, a wee little lad. So the whole like dating scene for me was not that stressful in the sense that I knew that the trash would take itself out. I knew that the right people would hang around. And sometimes I knew that people would hang around just to see if they could push my buttons and test that theory out. Um, and I think this was one of those cases where he was just like, let's fuck around and find out if this girl is really like clinging to that like idea that she wants for herself. So I think he like asked me to be his girlfriend just to see. And we kept dating and I was like, this guy's really fucking sad. He's a loser. And um, oh, he lived also in L.A. basically. Um slept on a futon which I get it like people are down on their luck sometimes but this guy had no money to, for gas to come see me so every time we would hang out after that I would go to his neck of the woods I would buy him food one time he was sick I drove all the way from fucking Irvine to LA to bring him food and then I drove back this man let me drive back um sir even if you're sick puking throwing up you're bringing me inside and you're like hang out like chill let your fucking wheels cool off since you drove here from fucking tj and i live in canada you know what i'm saying i was just i was really doing the most for this kid like i was really trying to mother someone um anyways here's the pathological part he started saying like oh, okay yeah so my parents are getting a divorce but they live in florida so i'm gonna go i'm gonna help my mom like move out and stuff i'm like okay all right i guess this is this means we're breaking up right like okay bye wasn't really heartbroken over it nothing super sad i can't remember what happened but i ended up seeing him again and 
he called me and he was like, hey, so I just wanted to get something off my um, chest. Um, I'm actually still in California. I haven't moved to Florida. My parents already have been divorced. My mom's been moved out. I didn't need to come help her. Um, I just didn't know how to break up with you. And I was like, oh, sick. Me too. Sir really created a whole situation to not break up with me. And then I ended up seeing him in person like, sir, I caught you. I see you. That was horrifying. Like, here's the red flag about that is if I have more like motivation and drive than you do, then we're not a match in that sense. Like you need to be at a similar state as me for this to work out. And then from there we can build up each other, but it's not going to work if I'm here and you're here and I'm trying to pull you up to better you, you know? And that was like from day two, basically. So red flag is that he was a fucking unmotivated loser spending all his money on weed and um, didn't even have money to come get me. (laughs) What? I'm not somebody who's only going to date people with money, but like you need to have you need to have your priorities straight. Gas, weed, gas, weed. In my personal opinion, gas. You know what I'm saying? So that should have been my other red flag. Also, the love bombing, the really like trauma bonding so quickly. And I, I'm pretty sure he said the, the, the love word um, after a couple weeks, like, sir, you were fully, truly, and honestly trying to love bomb me, you know, it literally lasted, like, a month, anyways, that was horrifying, and it still embarrasses me to this day that I was really, I really saw a piece of trash, and I was like, oh, cute, let's recycle you, let's make you new again, it's not even here, like, I had my whole life put together, and a career that I could, like, spare resources, I also was trying to get myself up and running as a young adult, um, going through fucking trauma and like hurt in my family and trying to like make ends meet. Why was I wasting my gas, my resources, my money on some fool? No, not for some piece of trash, no, sorry. Yeah, so those were three spooky stories. And if you thought, oh my god, Heather's so smart, so wise, <laughs> I bet you're going to be rethinking that now, huh? Let's get into our cherubs questions for this week. Advice for social anxiety or being shy around new people. You need exposure therapy. You need to put yourself in situations in which you are meeting people all the time. And I know that sounds so scary, but the only way you're going to get over the fear is by doing it over and over and over again and realizing either other people are also anxious and shy too or other people are just not putting the pressure that you're putting on it or I used to think that like okay if I'm in a situation where I'm talking to someone I need to carry the conversation there can't be any silence there needs to be something that we're talking about all the time I can't you know just doze off I don't know and I realized that like in normal conversation in normal interactions a little silence is normal. A little awkwardness is normal. I think that's what I overthought a lot, but exposing yourself to a lot of socializing, whether that be a workout class or like a little um, hobby class, like a sewing class, knitting class, pottery class, something where you're in a group of people that are also maybe figuring something out, maybe new to something. 
complimenting someone or striking up conversation over what's going on to like if you're new to pottery hey do you know how to turn the kill on or whatever kiln kiln i took pottery in high school and i don't remember anything but or like oh hey can you pass me that glaze oh did you use it oh my god isn't it so cute and i know as someone who has a little bit of anxiety sometimes it can be scared to turn it on but you need to just flip a switch and just turn into an alter ego and become a social butterfly and like identify as a social butterfly and stop identifying as someone with anxiety i i've done this before it's like research what do people talk about and like people talk about books movies hobbies new vacations old vacations holidays coming up weather and like have a little stash of things if you are scared that you're gonna run out of stuff to say and yeah bring them up practice solo dates in quieter spaces meet one-to-one with people on bumble slowly find yourself practice small act daily a library a cafe going at quieter times go to quieter smaller group events practice makes progress i love that advice and yeah definitely ease yourself into it by going to smaller things first but i would definitely like not let yourself succumb to that anxiety and just stay cooped up all the time like you just need to practice wear something you feel confident in bring an emotional support friend with you um totes feel better if I tell someone I have anxiety or I'm awkward from the beginning no me too I usually am like oh I'm so nervous or like oh I was stressed to come here because then someone who feels the same way will bond with you and be like oh my god me too and then you can have like that commonality one and that will cause you to socialize but two that's that usually means that you're similar in personalities next year said people are more worried about themselves and they are focused on you so no stresses that is so true even like uh with gym anxiety i used to have gym anxiety and i realized that like i'm so tunneled in on myself i never noticed anyone around me and that's also probably how other people are feeling so i don't need to stress about what i'm wearing what i look like what's my form if i'm sweating this at the third like people are usually self-absorbed okay so the next chair of ask the guys who show interest in person and then online be dry so I have a couple questions actually. I don't know what the specifics of this are. Are you guys dating? Are you in a relationship? Are you guys just flirting? Because I think that changes everything. So if someone is charismatic in person, obviously they like you. Um, But as I said in the episode, if someone's not participating in conversation on a timely basis with you, it means that you're not their number one. Like, they are busier with other things, and if they forget about texting you, that's because they don't have you on the top of their mind. You know what I'm saying? There could be other people, or there could just be other things that they're interested in more than you. But if you guys are already dating, I wouldn't place that much pressure on the online presence and the online, like, texting, because personally for me, I'd rather save up all that juicy combo for in person especially because one of my biggest anxieties is like running out of stuff to talk about. So I think just like assess where you're at. Um, But if they show interest in person and it's like repeated and they keep coming back to you, I would say like, I think it's fine. But here's what the cherubs had to say. Okay, many guys are shit on their phones better that he's more interested in person. See, that's what I thought. But again, if you guys are not 
seriously dating, if you guys are just quote unquote talking, I wouldn't love that. Next question. I don't know if this is a thing, but how to talk to your partner about dressing up, having completely different styles. So, um, if you guys ever see photos of my husband and I, um, we, let's just say I carry with the fashion. I carry with the style and that's my place and that is my burden to carry, okay? And I don't mind it. And he is very much like a southern midwestern style guy a flannel jeans and boots and to be honest I don't really care if he looks a certain way I love him for who he is I think he's handsome no matter what he puts on um at times I do ask him like oh would you feel comfortable in this would you feel comfortable in that and a lot of the times like the reason my husband doesn't put certain things on is just because he's not comfortable in it not because he's like not comfortable being seen in it but it's physically not comfortable for him to wear certain things um so I just respect that honestly for me it's not a big deal but if for you it is a big deal I would like be on your phone maybe like scrolling through Pinterest like guy ideas guy outfit ideas and be like oh babe would you like to wear this outfit like what do you think about that and if they express like hatred for it I would just drop it but if they're like open to it just get them a couple pieces um maybe for christmas or their birthday or even like if you don't want to pay for it say hey babe let's go shopping and then take him into the stores that have the men's clothes and have him you know try it on in store and maybe he'll like it maybe he doesn't but at the end of the day like i would say ultimately i would respect my partner's decision because if it were flipped around and if my partner was like hey would you like to dress like that what if I bought you this would you wear that I'd be pissed I'd be like let me wear what I want don't try to change my style because that's like ultimately how you express yourself right so I think it depends on where their lack of style is coming from is it because they genuinely don't know how to dress or is that because they genuinely don't like other styles so and of course always 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 like respect and have communication and try to get to that bottom but I think a couple like fun shopping trips would be good gifting things like that or like sending them inspo on Instagram or whatever social media you have like even if they have a TikTok sending them some guy outfit inspo gradually comment on men's style see if he's interested in any genres or brands as in celebs or Pinterest boards see if he's visually interested in anything particular buy him an outfit, have him wear it, give a compliment, and slowly start changing his style. Yeah, I think everyone's on the same page with that one. Good luck. Let us know how that goes. Last question that the cherubs asked. Being the backup friend, but don't know how to stop scared of being more lonely. So I have a little bit of a mixed feeling about this because I feel like sometimes different friends serve different purposes, right? You have your fun friend and you have your serious friend. You have your funny friend. You have your going out friend. You have maybe your married friends and your single friends. A lot of the times different people serve different purposes and rarely ever do you find one friend who fits and fulfills every single aspect of what you want in a friend. It's okay to realize that we are like that to other people as well. And I find myself sometimes having FOMO where I'm like, oh, I wish I got invited or I wish you know, I was there or I wish I would get introduced to other people. 
but I have to realize that like maybe I'm not that type of friend maybe they don't see me in that light and that's okay um and if I wanted to then maybe I should take the initiative to be that person like maybe if I wanted to be invited to more fun things maybe I need to take the initiative and be like hey do you want to go grab like a spritz and an appetizer or go out to a club or a bar or whatever just an example so maybe this person sees you in a similar way where like maybe they don't invite you to certain things because they're like she wouldn't be interested in that so you need to express interest in whatever you're feeling left out of and if they continue to leave you out then it's something that they're doing on purpose and you need to take yourself where you will be more valued and I totally get scared of being lonely because when I had friends that I didn't really align with anymore I didn't know how to let go and I also was like where do I go from here when I let go of these friends who the fuck will I have I will have no one um but you just build from scratch you go on bumble you go to group activities you meet people at work or maybe meet people through family meet people online and it'll be like dating you know sometimes you'll meet people who you don't like and you're not gonna mesh with it's better to be lonely than to be in a group of friends who don't truly appreciate the value of you and only see you as a certain type of friend I promise you'll find your people, but you got to split from the toxicity first, never second. Mm, Your time is valuable. Trust me, there's people out there who won't make you feel like that. Say bye to the friendship. It doesn't fuel you. Get to know yourself. Everything else will flow. Growth is uncomfortable. Being the backup friend is no way to go. I was that and it affects your well-being mental and your mental health. Don't be the backup friend. Be with someone who deserves you. Loneliness can be bad if you make it. Solo dates and meeting new people is an option. Loneliness can mean a time for growth and inner work, pamper days, and you can always meet more people. I cut everyone I knew and started over. It was lonely at first. I knew I didn't want to be the backup friend, so now I found people who appreciate me better and you can get there. Trust me. Oh, I love that. I think that was a great last little advice from our cherubs to you to end on because it comes from a firsthand like she felt like the backup friend she dumped them she healed she was lonely and now she has a group of friends and i think that's beautiful um but yeah definitely like talk to them and express that hey i want to be included in these things and maybe they were being malicious maybe they weren't best of luck i hope you find your everything friends i don't think you should rely on people to fulfill you your fulfillment should come from yourself but i think it's really important to find someone who you really connect with on every level and in a platonic way you know Alrighty, that was the spooky episode for this week but as always don't forget to follow me on instagram so you can participate in next week's ask your angels and so that you can also offer your advice to our angels for the next week's episode so follow me on instagram tiktok youtube you know the deal Um, And if you haven't already shopped the Cherub Club merch, rep the pod, rep the crew, rep the club, and yeah. But I hope you guys had a happy and safe Halloween, and I can't wait for the holiday season because it's the best time of the year. It's my favorite. It's also kind of depressing. We could talk about that in another episode, actually. I'm going to end the episode here. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen. And remember, you are never alone when you're a part of the Cherub Club. And I love you. Bye.